I wanted to pick a name that represented like a, a strong, adventurous woman who is not afraid to try new things. And it kind of evokes like a superhero to me. That's why I chose Gina Jones. Welcome to Ambition Theory Women in Construction. This show asks questions that everybody is thinking about, but doesn't want to say out loud. It's about tackling complex topics like why are there so few women in senior leadership positions? What is it going to take to change this? Each episode is a combination of motivation and tactical strategies to get ahead. We get out of our comfort zones and we take action. We learn, grow, and create opportunities. I am your host, Andrea Jansen, a certified executive coach with an MBA, and since 2018, I've coached over a thousand construction professionals to level up their leadership. Let's get started. Emily Salaby has been on a mission to help women from the beginning of her career. While earning her BA in women's studies, she worked as a domestic violence victim advocate. During law school, she served as legal intern at the National Organization for Women in D.C., which solidified her passion for advocacy work. Following law school, Emily worked as a trial attorney with legal aid, helping women and children in family law and domestic violence cases. She went on to receive her master's degree in broadcasting. In 2009, she and her husband, Ryan, took over a small truck and heavy equipment safety training firm, which she helped grow into a national business. It was during her years there that she noticed the footwear problem. There wasn't any that fit. Determined to create safety boots that she'd actually want to wear, Emily assembled a powerhouse team of designers, consultants, and industry experts to bring Juno Jones to life. In this episode, we talk about why having shoes that fit is important to have a sense of belonging, how Juno Jones got off the ground, and Emily shares stories of the incredible women who wear Juno Jones safety boots. I really hope you enjoy this conversation just as much as I did. Do you know what the number one question we get when speaking to companies about our Leadership Accelerator program for women in construction? We already have an internal leadership program or a mentorship program available, which is great. But the thing is, these programs don't work the same way for women as they do for men. There are many reasons why, but the most striking one, one that if you're a woman listening right now, you'll probably recognize right away. It's the double bind. We did some research last year and found that 78% of women were told that if they wanted to accelerate their path to leadership, they needed to be more confident. But 70% of those same women were also told that they were being too bossy. Basically, as soon as a woman embodies the traits most typically associated with leadership in the construction industry, they're faced with negative feedback. This is the double bind. And this is why specialized training for women is needed. If you want to learn more about how our Leadership Accelerator program can help you address the double bind and many other obstacles women face on the path to leadership, please visit ambitiontheory.com forward slash LAP. Hi, Emily. Welcome to Ambition Theory Women in Construction. I am so excited that we are doing this interview today. I have been following you for a while and I know we're now kind of friends. We've like connected online. We've met in real life 
And I love the story of Juno Jones, and I'm so excited to share it today. So before we dive in, can you introduce yourself and share what you do? Hi, Andrea. I'm so excited to be here. And I definitely feel like we are old friends at this point because we have done the podcast together, Hazard Girls podcast. We've seen each other at the Newick conference. So we've gotten, and we've gotten to talk a lot. So I'm very happy to be here. To introduce myself, I'm Emily Salaby, founder of Juno Jones. We make stylish safety boots that actually fit women's feet. And I'm the host of the Hazard Girls podcast. Amazing. Women wear your boots from all sorts of industries, but I know a lot of women in construction wear your boots. So what excites you about the construction industry? Construction industry is incredible because it is, there's so much opportunity for women. And I think there's, there's opportunity, not just for women, but for many people who are not currently in the industry. And that's why all of these diversity initiatives are so important. But yeah, there's, there's just, a, the pay is wonderful. And there's just a lot of opportunity. We need to fill those spots with women. I love it. So can you take us back to 2017 before Juno Jones was a thing and share what was going on for you? Oh my gosh, 2017. So I was, so my children were three or no, four and seven. And I was getting to that point where my youngest one was finally in school. Well, it's like a preschool full time. So I had been brewing the idea of Juno Jones for years. And I had been working on it on my spare time when the kids were napping and that kind of a thing. But that was when I really got to start working on it because I had finally, I had that time in my day because I was staying home with them prior to that for a few years. So how did you get the idea? Actually, take me back even further to where that original idea came from. Well, so I, I guess I don't know how far you want to go back, but I've always loved boots and shoes. I started, I took my first shoemaking course when I was in college in Cuernavaca, Mexico. And I just always had an, you know, a, I guess kind of an obsession with boots. If you look at my high school yearbook, there's a picture of me from the knees down, just Everyone knew it was me just by my boots because that's kind of what I was known for. So my husband and I, we, we co-own a truck driving school. It's a truck and heavy equipment training company. So when I would be on the job site and having to run from the office, client meetings, and then be around equipment like an hour later, I couldn't find anything that worked for me. I really wanted to just be myself and dress the way I wanted to dress, um, which was a little bit of an executive because that's what I was but also with my own style, but protecting my feet. It just, there was nothing on the market. I couldn't find anything that worked. So that, that frustration is what led me to create Juno Jones. Okay, so it was in the back of your mind. You were working on it on the side and then your kids went to school. So you had the time. Tell me how it got off the ground. Okay, well, we launched a Kickstarter. We launched a Kickstarter. It was, so the Kickstarter took at least a year to prepare for it because we were working on, we were working on designing and talking to people about what they wanted, creating the community, designing the boots, setting up production. And then we launched the Kickstarter and we launched the Kickstarter. It was February 11, 2020. So you know what that means. COVID was like on the brink. And uh, when we launched, it was Women in International Day of Women and Girls in Science. So it was a very successful launch. We funded that same day. Like we, we funded immediately. But a few weeks later, COVID hit. So luckily, people did not contact us and say, never mind. We can't afford it now. COVID's here. And we, we kept the, you know, we kept the momentum going and we were able to produce the boots 
Okay, so you produce the boots. They're in market not that long ago. What happened next? What happened next? So, I mean, it was just a matter of getting them made at that point because, like I said, COVID hit. And that's that's really the rub. I mean, that's where the problem was with COVID. It wasn't in the actual launch or, or the Kickstarter. It was in production. Everything shut down, you know, around the world. Everything shut down. And, of course, no different. Our factory, no different. They shut down um, for about six months. And supply chain issues happened. So anyway, we, we had a, it took us a long time to actually get the boots made. It took about a year. So our customers and our, our backers, our Kickstarter backers were and are the most incredible, amazing people on this earth. No one gave us a hard time. Everybody was so patient waiting for the boots. And they okay. did. And what, so these people, I guess it's that anticipation, right? Like probably because you had, you were serving this untapped market, right? They're like, it's not like I can go somewhere else and buy a replacement. Like I will just be patient and I will wait until this amazing product arrives in my, in my doors. I can put them on my feet. So what was the reaction when people got their boots? Instagram blew up. There was, I just, every time I logged into any of my accounts, I saw pictures. It was the most gratifying and amazing feeling in the entire world. I just saw the boot, pictures of the boots everywhere on people. And it seemed like everyone took pictures, took video, posted it. People were just really excited. They, the fit was, we got great feedback on the fit. And I think, you know, a lot of it was loving the boots, loving the style. And, but a huge part of it was also just the emotion of, feeling acknowledged in the workplace. Okay, that's what I want to talk about um, during this interview is this acknowledgement. So tell me when you're kind of, you said before you even launched the company, you did lots of interviews, you talked to people. What came out from these women that you talked to that the challenges that they were facing? It was just the frustration of not having options out there for us. So I, people were sending, and I still get these emails, but people send photos of store shelves and on the shelves there's racks and racks of shoes for men but when it comes to women's boots maybe there's one option two options or zero and you're and you're forced to go choose the men so it, it, I was getting you know a lot of feedback that people were happy that someone was finally listening to the and acknowledging their needs okay I love it so people felt heard people felt yeah. understood and I want to talk about the one of the reasons like I am really excited about Juno Jones and I remember when you interviewed me on your podcast a couple months ago we talked about this a little bit and I want to talk about imposter syndrome so are you familiar with the term uh, you know it Andrea <laughs> <laughs> so have you ever felt it I, I you know it's funny right before we started this podcast I was telling you how the women that I interview for this podcast for my podcast sorry the, inter, the women that I interview for the Hazard Girls podcast are so incredibly intelligent genius level women that if I have imposter syndrome it's like when I'm talking to to my incredible guests because they're so smart but if you're talking about like imposter syndrome in the workplace I started out as a lawyer and I would say you know, during my time, my very early years as a trial lawyer doing domestic violence, divorce law, I got it. Like I got that. I understood what that term meant because it can be scary to, you know, to walk into a courtroom for the first time or, you know, early on in your career and going go up against people who've been doing it for decades. So if I ever felt imposter syndrome, it might have been then. It might have been. Okay. I yeah. do feel like literally the comment that you made about feeling all these people that you interview are smarter than you and you don't really deserve to be having a conversation with them. I didn't say that. Oh, you didn't say that. So what did you say? No, I mean, I, I, I 
Well, no, I'm just, I was kind of joking because they're so smart. So like when it comes time to, you know, talk to these women like that are scientists and they have this expertise in like artificial intelligence or neuroscience, it's, it can be intimidating to, to talk to them about their, you know, their studies, because obviously that's not my background. So I was just kind of joking that like imposter syndrome comes up there because of like how smart all yeah. these, these awesome women are. Yeah. You know what I think it actually is? It's I don't know if that's imposter syndrome. I think <laughs> it's actually a sign of growth in that you're getting higher profile guests on your podcast and like your audience is growing and people really love Hazard Girls. People love Juno Jones and you have this following and people are attracted to you because this awesome work that you're putting out into the world. And I think the fact that you're getting these more higher profile guests, it's just, it's a sign of growth. And of course you're going to feel a little bit of doubt because you're leveling up. So it's totally normal. I don't think it's imposter syndrome. I think it's natural self-doubt of when you're kind of leveling up and growing. So that's what I think that is. But yeah, I just, I just more, I, I, I don't know if I would call it self-doubt as as much as I would call it just I have I have such awe and respect for them and for like all the work that they've done and just how their brains work. I love it. So it's like paying attention to those feelings, right? It's yeah. like, oh, this is important. I have respect for you. I'm going to prepare for this interview. I'm going to focus. So all those things, it's kind of like yeah. a trigger warning that that's what you can do. <laughs> Yeah. So I think you're right. I don't think it's imposter syndrome, what we joked about before. But one thing about imposter syndrome, so I read this article. So I learned about imposter syndrome. Well, obviously, I felt it many times myself, but I learned about it mostly from a coaching perspective. So when I was in coaching school, like they teach you, your clients will have self-doubt, your your clients will have imposter syndrome, and this is how you help them. And this was in 2015 when I did coaching school. And back then, the you know, the way to overcome it was like, Help your clients realize that they're confident. Let them know it's all in their head. They need to kind of like work on their mindset to get over those feelings and then do the thing. And then as soon as you do the thing, whatever that thing is that you're kind of worried about, then usually those feelings of imposter syndrome go away because you've done it. You're like, I'm doing it. I belong here. I know how to do it. And it's really interesting because there's an article that came out in 2021 in Harvard Business Review called Stop Telling Women They Have Imposter Syndrome. And it talked about imposter syndrome in a completely different way from a systemic perspective. So before it was like imposter syndrome's all in your head. You as the individual need to get over it. And here's some tools to get over it. You work on your mindset, build up your confidence. But this article was saying imposter syndrome is actually a systemic issue. It's when you feel like you don't belong, right? And you don't deserve to be there. You don't have what it takes to be in that room, be on that job site, be on that project. And what I loved about Juno Jones is literally you are addressing this from a systemic perspective. So when you described women going to the store to buy the safety boots and they're having zero options for women like you walk in you're like okay got this job need safety boots so I can show up tomorrow and you go and you're like actually it's not in my head right there are no shoes for me that are gonna fit it's not an internal issue it's not that you need to work on your confidence or your mindset it is literally a physical issue that the boots do not fit So we've been telling women, it's like, oh, it's up to you to figure out. You have to kind of overcome these things. But the reality is the environment 
is the cause. And Juno Jones is doing something so practical, like giving women boots that fit. So you can show up in a workplace and be like, I belong here. Like, I look great. The boots fit. And here I am, like, I'm ready to do my job. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Because I think what Juno Jones is doing, it's so much bigger than boots. When I started Ambition Theory over five years ago, I knew that if we genuinely wanted to make the construction industry inclusive for women, that change needed to start at the top. But five years ago, nobody was ready to hear this message. Something has shifted recently, though, and it's really exciting. Organizations are reaching out because they want us to do a presentation for their leadership teams, and in some cases, the entire company. They see that up until now, the burden of change has rested entirely on the shoulders of women. If this message speaks to your association or company, we want to hear from you. Visit ambitiontheory.com forward slash book a call to learn how you can book a presentation for your organization. Absolutely. I agree with that. And it's, I did read that article that came out in 2021. I completely agree with it. And I, I'm surprised it took so long for a high-profile article like that to come out, to be honest, because I took women's studies back when it was called women's studies, before they even called it gender studies or anything else, University of Minnesota, 1994 or something. So it's been a while. And my professor said with the book, I can't even remember the book we were reading, but the overarching theme was women are not sick. Society is sick. So it is not us. It is what is going on around us that needs to be addressed, what you are calling the systemic issue that the article addressed. So I think that this is there's been an awareness about this in feminist circles for a very long time. I'm glad that it's coming to the forefront because I do agree that it doesn't necessarily do women a service to be telling them that they have that there's something wrong with them, that they have this they have this syndrome. <laughs> you know, maybe we need to to really be focusing on what's going on around us and addressing it in that way. And thank you so much for your kind words about Juno Jones, because absolutely that is what our mission is. People ask me our mission. Yes, it's to bring women these amazing options in safety footwear and have them protected and have them styling. But it's really about the broader mission of empowering women to be able to have the confidence to enter these industries, to stay in these jobs. And once there, to rise. I love it. So do you have any stories of people who wear the boots and kind of what's happened to them since they, you know, got their first pair? I can pictures, of course, all the time of women wearing the boots. I, Nadine Carson, she launched her own construction firm and she received her boots just in time to, I think it was to go receive her, I'm trying to think where she went, maybe like City Hall to go get her license to have her business started. So she, it was symbolic for her. She got to wear her Juno Jones boots the day she went and got her license to launch her construction firm. And she said she felt like a total badass doing that, you know, knowing, doing it, knowing that there was a place for her, what she was doing, you know, wasn't out of left field. It's completely normal. It's what women should be doing and having the proper footwear and other PPE for the job is just indicative of that. I love it. Anyone else? I know. I think I remember reading a story about an architect that was it just like it boosted up their confidence because that's one thing that like if you look good, if you feel good about what you're wearing, if you're comfortable, that really links with directly with how confident you feel. 
So can you talk about that example? That's so many architects. But I remember one story that a woman told me. She was actually a filmmaker and she got to the set and they wouldn't accept the shoes that she had brought because they weren't, they didn't have the ASTM certifications that she needed on the on the job site. I think they were filming at a construction site or some other similar hazardous site. So she had to pick from the ones that they had available. And of course, they were too big, too bulky. They didn't fit her right. She said she walked around feeling like a clown. Like she felt like she was literally wearing her dad's shoes. Like she felt like a little girl in her dad's shoes. So it's things like stories like that, where why should we walk onto a job site and feel like a little girl? Isn't it hard enough being with other people making assumptions about us that, you know, we have to even look like that. So let's be the strong women we are and let's have that equipment and footwear to demonstrate that. I love it. And it's it's really that systemic issue, right? Like, oh, she said she felt like a clown. She felt like a little girl wearing her dad's boots. And right, a little girl wearing her dad's boots is actually not belong on a construction site, right? Like it's not safe. So it's really like that mental feeling of not being confident, not being belonging. It's belonging. It's not in your head. Like it's not a confidence issue. It's actually a physical what you're wearing issue. And so now this person has Juno Jones boots and they bring them with them. Okay. I love it. (laughs) I love it. And so have you had any success getting kind of like companies to, you know, buy them like on a bigger scale to have them available? We sell sell to construction firms. We sell to architecture companies, real estate companies. So what kind of reaction do, do these employees get? Like, I just think that would be so wonderful for my employer to say like, here are some shoes that fit. Like, what kind of reactions do you get from people when they get well, them? I mean, they're so excited. They feel, <laughs> I think it feels like a present, you know, like, oh, we got this like holiday gift or something. And that's what it feels like. But it's it's just their their equipment for the job. But they're they're excited like they got a gift. But I think it's great. A lot of the people that have come to us have been men who want to make the women on the in their companies. You know, we're talking about the higher up. Some of the higher up men want the women in their companies to feel comfortable and want them to feel addressed. It's part of, you know, their diversity initiatives, whether it's, you know, it's specifically mandated or whether it's just in the spirit of it, they want people to feel welcome and they want people to feel legitimate. I actually love that that's how it's coming in because so often women's initiatives have been placed on women, right? This idea that women have to bring it to the, so I love that men are actually in companies are coming to you and saying, yeah, we actually want to do this from the top down. We, we know people need safety boots that fit and we know they're maybe not available in the traditional stores that people could go to and buy them. So we're just actually going to take action from the top down. Just do this because having that sense of belonging is important. I love that that is happening and it's not just up to women to say hey can i buy these boots or women up to up to the women to actually find them it's like addressing the issue yeah these women's safety boots are difficult to find so we're actually gonna lift that barrier for you and here you go and i wouldn't say like every company's doing this but it we've seen it it's as a pattern and it's great it's a it's great to see that men are actually i think they're maybe coming across across us online, like maybe on LinkedIn or hearing about it through the grapevine and saying, hey, we want to be involved with this. Okay. I'm really curious, how did you come up with the name and what does it mean? You know, Jones is the name of a sort of a fictional character that I created. I wanted to pick a name that 
represented like a, a strong, adventurous woman who is not afraid to try new things. And it kind of evokes like a superhero to me. That's why I chose Gina Jones. Oh, I love it. So there's this like alter ego and you can kind of like tap into her motivations, <laughs> tap into her confidence when you're wearing the boots. Exactly. You got it. I love it. And I know I have a sticker on my laptop actually that you gave me about shattering the glass ceiling, shattering expectations. Tell me about that angle of Juno Jones. I also have a, a mug that we're about to come out with that was based on our Halloween meme that we put out, but it's a, it says naysayers, tears. And it's just all about having that attitude. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on your show. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> but, you know, having that strong bit of attitude to say that, you know, I'm not going to be a pushover. I'm going to fight because let's face it, we do have to fight for our position a lot of times in these fields. So it's just having that, that strength and that attitude of a warrior. Okay. I love it. Anything else you want to talk about, Emily? I'm so grateful for the opportunity, Andrea. I'm so grateful for the community that's really rallied around Juno Jones from the very beginning of the Kickstarter to, you know, to, to present day. It's, I love being involved with some of the organizations that I get to meet people in person with, like NAWIC and many of the others. So yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm here if anybody ever wants to reach out to me to talk or to, you know, to talk through issues. I'm here. I love, I love talking about it. I love feedback, feedback for boots, boot design ideas. Let me know. Okay. And then what's next for Juno Jones? What's next is, is just creating more options for women for in different industries. So right now we've got, we've got our steel toes out, but our next in 2023, we have composite toes. We've had a lot of requests for those. So we've got composite shows coming out as well as some other styles that are going to be fitting for other industries. Okay, I love it. So if people are listening and they're like, you know what, my company needs to make an order, what do they do? You can just go to junojones.com if they're going to be placing an order directly. If they want to place, like we, we've had companies come to us and say, we'd like to buy, we'd like to buy like a certain number of shoes, but we'd like them in like a gift card format so that we can hand those cards out to the women. We can do it that way. Just let us know. You can email our, on our website. You can email the contact form or it's just info at junojonesshoes.com. Okay. I love it. So we like to end every podcast with an action that people can take within 24 hours. So people want to kind of embrace the attitude, the spirit of Juno Jones, what is a great micro action? So a really small step that they can take within 24 hours to do that. Show up as yourself. Don't show up as, don't, don't go to work or go to your workplace showing up thinking you have to be like someone else you chip it in, or you have to be masculine. You have to, if you're not a person who likes to curse, you don't have to show up and start cursing because that's what everyone else is doing around you. Be yourself, be your authentic self. I love it. Okay, so people, junojonesshoes.com. Is that the website? junojones.com or what you said works as well. junojones.com is the easier one. Okay, and how do people connect with you? Find me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. So it's Emily Soloby, S is in Sam, O-L-O-B-Y. And listen to the Hazard Girls podcast, right? Yes. Thank you, Andrea. And of course, we have our weekly podcast, Hazard Girls. Hazard Girls is on all the major podcast networks. It's put out by Jacket Media Co. And we also have a Facebook group called Hazard Girls. We'd love for anyone who wants to, to join in on that as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for this interview today. I can't wait to share it with everybody. Thank you so much, Andrea. I love talking to you. I'm so glad we connected and I love all the important work that you're doing as well. So thank you so much for 
showing up for your community, for our community. Hey, before you go, I wanted to take a minute to read a review of our podcast. This review is from Odyssey Gal from the U.S., Excellent podcast providing much needed insight, encouragement, and practical application into a growing field for women and great opportunity for the construction and trades industries. Thank you, Andrea, for advancing this content. Thank you so much for that generous review. We really love hearing from our listeners. And I'm wondering if I can ask you a favor. Can you take a minute and leave us a five-star review and a comment on Apple Podcasts? That really helps us to get the word out so that we can keep making episodes for you for free. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 